welcome back to the show, A Balanced Life for You, where you design the life of your dreams. I'm your host, Rhonda Simrilli. I'm a certified transformational coach working with mompreneurs to help them balance that juggling act. Well, today on my show, I have a really special guest. Her name is Ellie Molina, and she's from the Seattle, Washington area. Ellie is an author, educator, and consultant, and I can't wait for you to hear her story today. Ellie, are you with us? I am. Thank you, Rhonda. Well, thank you for joining me today and taking time out of your busy schedule. Ellie, you have a, um, a very unique background and story. So would you take just a few minutes and share with my listeners about what your, what your work is and what you're currently doing? Oh, absolutely. I'd love to. Thank you. So I am an educator, and I'm a psychic, and I have been teaching children and adults for over 38 years. And I went from traditional education to teaching children and adults and other educators how to develop intuition through mindfulness and an intuitive heart, which is the whole process. But what happens is with intuitive heart, um, people's compassion and emotional maturity gets developed. So this is what I do. So I'm currently writing. I've got a book coming out. I've got another book out already. It's called Annabelle and the Domino. And then during the day, I educate and I consult. I do lots of psychic readings and work with educators to help alter the paradigm of education. That's fascinating to me. <clears throat> it, it Just the whole psychic um, concept is very fascinating. And I'm sure I'm not the only one wondering, when you work with someone in that capacity, could you go into a little detail and tell us what that might look like? Very curious. Okay, sure. So thanks. Okay, Rhonda. Um, it depends, <laughs> first of all, now, which hat I'm wearing. Okay, so let's say that I'm just working with an adult who is looking to have direction in their life and I'm putting on my psychic hat. Then I, I help to um, empower people so that they can light themselves up with their own life and they can start to see a, and create a future that they want to live into. So that's what I do, and I do that with consulting, and that's what I do with the adults. Then when I put on my other hat, which is teaching children, what I do with that is I work with the parents and the children together so that we honor the children's psychic abilities and their intuitive abilities, which they are born with. We're all born with this. And rather than have, it, have this light get dimmed, through society, education, environment, what I do is I am fortunate enough to work with children young enough that I can keep this light going and foster it. So it develops into uh, trusting their intuition and trusting this ability on a daily basis and learning how to live with it. So they're making intuitive decisions. And again, this brings about an entire new thought paradigm um, resulting in being mindful, being cognitive, and being emotionally mature at a very early age. Wow. I, what I love is I'm just listening to you, and I'm, and I'm just taking this all in. <laughs> And, you know, for adults, um, so if, if I heard this correctly, when you're working with adults, essentially you're helping them uh, relight or reignite that light that the children still have. And I like what you said, light themselves up. Yeah. That's a very descriptive, um, great description. And with the children, how old would you say 
children are on the average, when that light starts dimming, that um, the intuition light, five, between four to five already. It really starts as wow. early as getting into getting into kindergarten and getting into pre-K. Well, once they start, yeah, it really, and this is the unfortunate part, the light can dim even earlier depending on their environment and the conversations that are happening in their home. So that light can start to dim very quickly. And so one of my large, my biggest mission on the planet right now is to reach the adults and to reach the adults so that we can start as adults, we can start learning about our own thoughts, our own thought processes, about being cognizant of our words, the impact that our words have, about being mindful about what we're speaking, what we're thinking, how we're influencing others on a daily basis, and to take that light that is in us and then to allow that light to continue to shine in our own children. And this is the work of educators and parents and People, just in general, you don't have you know you don't have to be a parent and you don't have to be an educator. Only we have to be mindful and cognizant of our own language and the impact that our words and our body language and everything about our message has on other people and the universe. I couldn't agree with you more. I I talk about that with my uh, clients as well. What words are you using? How is it affecting you? Um, because I think the society that we live in now, we don't. We're not taught that. And right. it's so easy to, um, you know, it's really just so easy to kind of go with the flow, go with the crowd. And um, oh, I just, I love your work. It, it really is amazing. <laughs> Thank you. Um, you know, you've been doing this for, uh, you said, 38 years. What were you doing previously that brought you into this type of work? Well, it kind of evolved. So th- oh, thanks, Rhonda. So I began... Um, as a teacher, when first of all, I was intuitive as a child. So starting at age 12, other people, I don't know what other people were doing, but I was playing telepathy games and, um, you know, guessing who was going to be calling. And this is my life was just all about telepathy. And even so I started playing around with telekinesis. And so that was my world. Unfortunately, the, nor whatever, it was just the timing. world wasn't ready for any of this. So I took a very traditional path and went down the, role, the path of being an educator. And I was an English, I taught English for years. And then I started to see that I could bring this entire element into the classroom and that through, you know, through affirmations and through teaching children how to be mindful of speaking and trusting their intuition when they had like an intuitive hit, it really started, wow, I can start to combine this. I can start to make this work for my own students. And then this started progressing, and I was a little bit ahead of my time with this, and I would teach them in between, like when we'd have breaks and sometimes, yeah, you know, a little free time. So we'd play telepathic games, and the kids loved all this stuff. And then the biggest, um, and I used affirmations also with children throughout that time. Only I would think, I think that when I look back, the biggest, um, the, bis- the biggest event that happened to help me with my work was when the movie The Secret came out, because that really legitimized it for me. You know, I could take that movie and bring it into the classroom and say, hey, look, guys, I, kids, I know you don't really understand all of this, but we're going to do this. We're going to use this, and we're going to start creating powerful lives for ourselves. And so when I started doing that, 
then um, things started to shift, and this is still in a public school, so I was very lucky and fortunate to have a principal that allowed me to do this kind of work within the parameters of the daily curriculum. And before long, I was given a program on Fridays. Every Friday morning, it lasted all year. And it was called, it was two hours, it was called Power to Create. This was in a middle school. And the children created their own lives. They learned how to speak powerfully. I taught them words to learn, use words to lose. I taught them how to develop their and trust their intuition. Um, we talked about attitude, belief, expectancy. We talked about um, oh, using certain affirmations, especially before tests. And lo and behold, we had lots of interesting results, especially when the state tests came, that the students in the particular program scored among the highest in the state tests for um, English language at that time. And everybody was, what was going on in your classroom <laughs> that wasn't going on elsewhere? And what happened? And then through that, that led me down this path of, wow, what if I left traditional education and solely went into doing this with children? And that was the path I took. And from there, uh, the writing started, the work started, working with children as young as three and four. I was one of the uh, co-founders of a private school out in Washington. And then, of course, I had free reign to do as I wished, and the parents were all on the same page. And even today, this is just a little story, there's a, one of the kids that he's 12 now, and he talks about the days that he was in Miss Ellie's class as being the, the best days of his school life. <laughs> and that's just so cute. <laughs> that, that's a compliment right there. Yeah. <laughs> that really so is. That's the, that's the work that I do now. And so... Um, I've just created, if you don't mind my sharing this now with you, I've yeah. uh, just created a resource guide for parents and children, and it's called Children Who Know How to Know. It's, supposed, it's coming out this year, and it is really a total resource guide to change the paradigms of education. Parents can use this to really affect the language and the quality of their life. It, eliminates drama. I raised my child this way and my youngest son, and he said to me one day, he said, Mom, why do people have drama in their lives? Now, this is a child who can't grasp the concept of drama and fighting and all of this mm. is absurd to him. He doesn't understand it. Now, could you imagine, Rhonda, if every child didn't have drama in their life because they didn't see it as a way of being or behaving and they didn't create it? What would life look like? You know what life would be like if all of our children were taught that and could learn that and live by that? We would essentially mm -hmm. have peace. We would have the world yeah. peace that everybody's yeah. looking for. Yeah. And, and this is, you know, this is my mission while I'm on this planet. And it's to get to as many people as possible, to teach them, to get into schools, to get into talking to parents, to really begin to say, hey, look, we can change all of this just through our language and through what comes out of our mouth and our own thoughts. We are the ones who create this. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Um, I had another conversation with another guest, and to go along with that, we have created everything that we have. Um, we are where we are because of our thoughts and our actions and the words that we speak to ourselves. Mm -hmm. So yeah. um, <laughs> I told, right. you know, I talked about this before, and 
um, you know, when I have someone in front of me who is um, very unhappy or miserable or overwhelmed, you know, one of the questions is, well, <laughs> one statement is really, what have you been saying to yourself? What have you been exactly. doing? Because mm-hmm. you attracted every single thing into that with every being of your body. Um, I, I would love to clarify two things because I'm thinking there might be some people who would love a little clarification on two things that you referred to. You spoke about um, telepathy and kinesis. Mm-hmm. Would you elaborate on what that actually is? Okay, so simply put, uh, that, sure. So tele- telepathy is when you are in your home and the phone rings and you already know who it is and then it's like, oh, wow. Yeah, look, I was just thinking about you and I knew who it was. So that happens mm-hmm. to us all the time. We're still surprised by it. Or you're thinking of somebody and then you run into them and you're still surprised by it. So you, we consider this as some sort of unusual phenomena, but it's really not because our brains are we're on we're energy beings and so we're frequency or radio signals and so we're just tapped into the same radio signal at that particular moment in time and the two frequencies come together and that is telepathy you know someone close to you you know what they're thinking you know you're thinking about them they call you and this of course is because you're there's proximity and there's a connection and yet this can be done this is why people have remote healing this can all be done across the miles there's no space there's no time there's no it's non it's non there's no uh, it's non-linear and there has there's no it's non-local that's and so it's just it just is it's a collective consciousness i like thinking of avatar that's how i see it and then with telekinesis that's moving objects and we can demonstrate that for ourselves personally if we were to start moving through energy work for example one of the things that I use is I take a spiral put it in the glass jar and then I have the kids you know rub their hands together really really very powerfully and so that there's some heat going on and you can feel this heat even yourself when you do it and then you put your hands close to the jar and you start focusing on this and believe it or not after a while the little spiral starts to move and that's an example of telekinesis it's moving energy um through of course larger objects it's much more difficult and it this is not something that's really easy and the only reason that it's not easy is because we have a belief around it that it's not easy so once we can acquire the belief that it's really simple and that anybody can do it it will become easy but until then it remains something that takes time and is challenging until we have overcome the belief in it but it's basically moving objects with your mind so if you think back to the book stranger in a strange land um, the main character he was highly um, telepathic and telekinetic and he would we was able to easily move objects just by thought so this is something that we can do we just don't mm-hmm. believe that we can so therefore we're not trained in it Ah, beautiful uh, descriptive definition. One of the things that pops into my mind um, as you're finishing this description with telekinesis is um, another woman by the name of Dana Wilde who I've heard her tell stories of how the mind works and what it's able to do. And there was a story I can remember her talking about with um, paraplegics who um, were were able to work a computer, the mouse, with just their minds. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. the way that you've mm-hmm. just described this really goes into explaining how this can be done. And to the average person, as you said, it's a belief factor that it can't be done or it's very, very difficult. Um, so to simply retrain the mind 
we can do anything. That's powerful. Yeah, yeah it is. It really is. We are so pow- <laughs> We are so beyond powerful. It's exciting. Oh my gosh. Well, I, I want to shift gears just a little bit because um, we know that you're a, a very busy woman with um, everything that you're doing, an author, an educator, and consultant. Um, when you're not doing any of the above, what do you do for yourself to unplug or have some really good quality downtime for you as a mom? I like to meditate. I like to read. I exercise. And I love getting into the pool and in the, to a hot tub. That's what I. That's my downtime. <laughs> do you have a preference, or does one suit your needs better than the other, or is it just depending on the day and the event? I no. I, I like to meditate almost. Every, I meditate every single day religiously, and of course read, and then uh, exercise. Unfortunately, is you know something that's not a habit. I've. I've well, I've perfected. Let's put it like that. And then swimming and getting to swimming and getting into the hot tub. That's something I like to do as well, once a week, if possible. But that's that's like some that's a special that's a special treat for you. Absolutely, yeah. And getting to the <laughs> beach. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, I love it. Beach. You just spoke my language. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, as you know, Ellie, the show is all about moms and mompreneurs, uh, and. My guests are going to ask, do you currently have any children at home under the age of 18 or anybody in the home that you still work around? I do. Um, he is not under 18 anymore. He's 19 and a half. He went off to college <laughs> and then decided that college wasn't for him at the particular moment in his life. So he returned mm-hmm. to, to live with me for a while until he could figure out what it was that he wanted to do. And so he's in that space right now. And he has just created, I'm just going to do a little brag, he's just created a very mm-hmm. empowering future for himself and decided that he was going to take some time and some money and go become a world traveler for the next six months. And he's off to do that. And well, I think, I it's think a that's one of the best things opportunity. that they could ever do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's going to take a few months and go travel the world, and then he'll come back in college. We'll still be waiting for him, but he'll have a different idea as to what's available. Mm-hmm. I think traveling and to get out of your own environment, your own state, might. I'm a big believer in that. My children have always had opportunities to go and travel. Um, and have unique experiences. You know, when they were younger, my boys used to go up to Canada with their dad on these fly-in fishing trips. You know, they'd drop them off in the middle of nowhere. And uh, um, my daughters traveled to Europe. We, we went to Europe for a while. And um, now that she's older, um, she's very independent. And last year with her on duty, um, when she takes her tours down to Antarctica, she took a side trip all by herself to Indonesia, all by herself. Beautiful. Wow. Mm, <laughs> good for her. Yeah. That's a very powerful young woman. Mm-hmm. <laughs> powerful woman. Mm-hmm. Good for she her. She really is. A little nerve-wracking as the mom, but, you know, had faith and trust that she's, uh, she, she is very powerful. And, um, you know, she learned a lot from that trip, too. So good for him. And when he comes back, he definitely will not be the same young man as when he left. And that's a, probably a good thing. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Well, as we talk, continue to shift with into the mom and mompreneur, um, I know for myself and many of my guests and listeners, we've all had times in our life where we had a 
specific challenge. Some people it's been um, financial, some it's been health, relationships. Have you had any uh, challenges in your life uh, that were a little difficult in running your business? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I um, to put it in a nutshell. I raised three children on my own, and so that was the. It, it was on my own. It was without having any financial assistance or support from a partner um, or husband, and so it was me doing it all and wearing the hat of businesswoman, a teacher, bread. You know, doing it all, mm. doing it all, and how you know. Then how did I do it all? You know, there's an old saying, if you think you can, you can, and if you think you can't, you can't. So it all got back down to self-talk and saying, look, I want my kids to have the best, and I'm just going to go do it. I'm not going to think about how, Rhonda. It's not how. It's just mm. I'm going to go do that. And that's what happened. Mm. It's, it's a mindset um, of yeah. when you've made a decision to do something. Being a single mom um, with three children raising them together – what tips would you give my listeners who are do, who do have multiple children and who are running a business from home who might feel a little less than empowered? Well, um, number one, one of the things I always say, it's the conversations that we have with ourselves, number one, and it's the stories we tell ourselves and it's the people we get around and the questions we ask. So if there is you know, if you are a mompreneur and you are being challenged or find yourself challenged by having young children or even older children and, and making this work, um, it's important to take a look at what you're telling yourself, again, again, your self-talk, the questions you're asking yourself and who you're around. Because if you're around powerful people who have your back and are your cheerleaders, then you'll find the strength and the power and the inspiration. You'll self-inspire and you'll go do it. If you're around naysayers who keep telling you this is not possible, why are you doing this? Well, you get the, you get your lights, your light will get turned off, and it becomes way more challenging. You might be going around in circles. So it's really powerful what you're telling yourself, who you're hanging with, and what your own mm. thoughts are to monitor yourself, your self-talk. Oh, that's some great advice. Evaluate self-talk and figure out, evaluate who who you're hanging around with those positive mm-hmm. or negative people. What, it, do you have anything that you've learned um, throughout your years of being a mother and working and dealing with children? Are there any lessons that you feel you've learned that could be very helpful to anyone? Uh, I'm just going to put this really quickly. Watch your thoughts. Yeah. Watch your thoughts. <laughs> Not monitor your, notice what you're noticing. Watch your thoughts. Evaluate it's being hypervigilant about yourself and seeing what thoughts am I having? How am I responding? What am I saying? What am I not saying? That's my advice to everybody on the planet. What am I thinking? And then of course comes after that, it's take responsibility for your actions, take responsibility for everything. Like you're the sole creator. You take responsibility for everything that is in your life, whether you like it or not. Absolutely. And that's where um, I was just on a call earlier today and had a very similar conversation and he referred to it as um, it's your choice you can be the victor or you can be the victim mm-hmm. here we go completely up to you mm-hmm. how much energy are you going to put into one or the other mm-hmm. um, I love that when it comes to um, and I just I'm amazed at everything that you have um, accomplished and created and the fact that you've been a single mom for all these years 
for my, my listeners who might feel a little challenged with um, juggling multiple children and getting stuff done, um, how did you spend quality time with your children? Because I know your life has probably been a little bit different with your background and knowledge and how you brought your children up. So I'm curious what your quality time looked like when they, while they were all in the house. It was, okay, so it was that real, thanks for asking, it was that real shift of turning off business, okay, business ended XYZ, business ends at 5 o'clock, 4 o'clock, 3 o'clock, and then it's family time. And it was a shift in focus. And then the focus was on the children, on their homework, on making it work, and business was for the the times that they're not around. But then it was just, it was focus, Rhonda. It's just focus. Mm-hmm. Now, a lot of people have a problem with that focus and turning, turning business off, um, especially with where we are today with technology. And I know with my clients, we talk about this, um, you know, setting out specific times for the work, shutting off the distractions, shutting off your dingers, your timers, your notifications mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. to get that done. And then when you flip it around with your children, like you said, shut it off, be completely present and for – from my experience, still having smaller kids in the house, well, she's 11 now, um, but it really is put the phone down. Don't let them see you with it in your face and let them, Mm -hmm. they just want to know that you're present, paying attention Mm -hmm. to me and focus on me for five minutes. Yeah, and And that's that's what it is. That's all it takes. Mm -hmm. Thank you for sharing that. Um, Do you have any, now we we asked you for tips, and I know most of your tips um, revolve around going back to that self-talk, is that correct? Everything that you're, yes. the language that you're mm-hmm. using, the thoughts that you're, you're thinking, mm-hmm. which essentially are going to lead to the actions that you're taking. That's, mm-hmm. that's a formula that, that I learned and I teach also. Well, looking ahead in the future, because we always like to be very transparent on the show, because um, you know, I can listen to an interview and I can hear how successful a woman has been and she's um, done X, Y, and Z and she's raised this many children. And on the outside, it looks like, man, she's got it all going. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What challenges have you had that you could share that might, someone might be able to really relate to you outside of being a single mom? Is there anything that you've ever dealt with that somebody might be able to really relate to? <laughs> How about self-talk and being the master of the self-talk every single day? I mean, like when you think about it, we all wake up in the morning and we get to the mirror and even if you're a glamour star, you're going to get up and you're not going to look fabulous because you don't have your makeup on unless you're just a super, super natural beauty. And then it's getting up in the morning and then being with the self and saying, okay, I have all these thoughts. This is what's going on. So am I going to go down that rabbit hole with all these thoughts, you know, and start complaining about, oh, the weather. I live in Seattle, okay? It, there's no sunshine. So I have, I can go right down that rabbit hole like, oh, I don't want to go out. I don't want to do this. I don't want to do that. The weather's so miserable. But where am I going to get with that? So then, you know, notice what I'm noticing. Ah, there you go. You're going down that rabbit hole about the weather. Mm. Uh, don't you have something more important to be thinking about? It's not where you're located. It's what you do. Okay, so this is the thing. Basically, constantly pulling it back, noticing what I'm paying attention to, uh, noticing my thoughts, and then redirecting them as fast as I turn my hand from the outside to the inside. Mm, and it's, it's a it. discipline. 
It's a discipline, yeah. Rhonda, okay? And <laughs> then, of course, that, that moment, the right then and there, you know, I change my physiology. If, if I'm getting tired and I'm not feeling good, I stand up. I'll, I'll, you know, I'll dance. I'll swing my arms. I'll do something with my body. I'll change my, I'll change my tone of voice. I'll sing. I'll do something different with my body. I just, I'm, I'm agreeing with you because I feel like I'm listening to a parallel of what I heard earlier today on a different call. It's just oh, cool. identical. It, it, it's just amazing how the universe brings you certain information all at the same time. Mm-hmm. You know, so I, mm-hmm. I love that we mm-hmm. had this interview today. Well, looking ahead, um, what is one, um, I'm trying to figure out how I want to phrase this. Because, again, we're women, so we wear that hat, and we're the business, and we have children, and we need to take care of ourselves. Um, If you had any advice as far as balancing those um, components in your life, would you have any other tips to share for that? Okay. I I look at life as being abundant, okay? So if we're Mm -hmm. always in the space of abundance and we, we know that, there's an abundant world for us and everything is divinely timed. So there's no stress about having to get things done unless it, even in your own job, even in your own business, even if you work by deadlines, there's always a way to structure it so that there is that balance. I mean, it took me a while to get to it and I'm just going to share what I do. I only work three yeah. weeks now. I work three weeks out of the month. And then I take one week off. And during that week off, I write or I travel or I do nothing. I just do me. And, mm. um, you know, if I had younger children at this point, then I would use that week just to do kid stuff. And, mm. But the point is that it's, um, it's looking at life as, oh, my God, i got to get this done. i got to get that done. There's an abundance. There's an abundance of time. Mm. There's an abundance of resources. There's no lack. And so to take that lack out, then you can get it all done. And to stop coming from the possibility of lack and going to abundance, again, it's a mindset. It's retraining your brain. Only in that space of abundance, there's time for the business. There's time for the money. There's time for the kids. There's time for the family. There's time for yourself. Beautifully said. Beautifully said. And I I think you really um, hit the nail on the head with that, Um, Apparently what's happening with many people with that stress level is coming from the mentality lack of. Mm-hmm. And they're looking at the lack of time, lack of this, lack of money. So I, I love what you said. Thank you so much. Well, as we wrap our time up, because I respect you and your time, um, I want to know, now I have your bio that will be uh, published with your interview, so thank you very much. But is there anything last minute that you'd like to share with the listeners on how to contact you, um, information that you might have, uh, information about any other books that you've written that you'd like to share? Okay, thank you. So anybody can reach me uh, at two websites. I've got the Ellie Molina, E-L-L-Y-M-O-L-I-N-A.com website, and that's my main website. And then I have my second website. This is all about the children, and it's connected to the Ellie Molina website, but it's called Psy Kids. So it's P-S-I with a hyphen, K-I-D-S, Psy Kids, and that's psykids.com. And there's lots of... Um, things on that website. It shows a lot of the work that I do, pictures and images. And there's even some telepathic exercises there for children to do with their parents. And that's um, how people can reach me. And then, like I said, I have a book coming. 
And then when the book comes out, there will be tours and, I, and workshops that I'm setting up for children and parents to do to show everybody how quickly they, uh, they can access their own intuition and psychic abilities. So, uh, yeah, you can reach me at elliemolina.com. I love it. But you're, you're so fun and so exciting, and I can hear the passion in your voice. And I do hope everyone who's listening will pay attention to the thoughts that you're thinking today. It really is your choice. You can make it a better day. Ellie, thank you for joining me and being my guest today. Thank you, Rhonda. And ev- thank you for having me. <laughs> well, thanks. And everyone, make sure you tune in next week. Uh, remember to give the show a five-star rating and share this with your friends, and we'll see you next week. Thank you.